Blog Talk Radio. It's time for Standing on My Soapbox, the daily rant and radio show. We talk about all of the good, bad, and the ugly of current events. Join your host, Scott Fullerton, and co-host, Craig Hurley. You, our listeners, are invited to call in and stand on our soapbox with us. Call 347-989-0126 between 4 and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. That's 347-989-0126. Now, here are your host and creator, Scott Fullerton, and co-host, Craig Hurley. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Standing on My Soapbox. It is Monday, July 15th, 2019. That means it's a brand new week, and we're so happy to have you joining us as we talk the news, politics, and pop culture stories that are happening now. I'm your host, Scott Fullerton. In just a little bit, I'll be joined by my co-host, actor and writer, Mr. Craig Hurley. We hope you had a fantastic weekend. We'd love to hear from you on your thoughts of what's going on and anything that might be on your mind. You can give us a call right here at 347-989-0126. That's 347-989-0126. Let us know what's on your mind. So let's step up on the soapbox and uh, get talking. Mr. Craig Hurley, how was your weekend? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I have always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you. So let's make the most of this beautiful day. Since we're together, we might as well say, would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Would you please? Won't you please? Would you be my neighbor? I'm pretty sure that's how that goes, right? I am so scared that you know that whole thing. I don't know whether to be scared or impressed. I I used to watch Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood when I was a kid. That show started in, I was born in 68, and that show started in 72. So I'm a big fan. It Senate actually has a, a connection right and... here to Northeast Ohio. Yeah, he was uh, he was from Pennsylvania near Pittsburgh area, and uh, Fred Rogers. They have a big uh, yeah, Fred Rogers. We had there's a big celebration in his name, and they had the big anniversary of him a couple years ago. And a company I used to work for um, won an award for producing a film documentary about him. Not the one that was on TV, but this was one that went on different things. Uh, it was a press tour, more like it. Yeah, and yeah. He was I, I saw the one. Cool I saw the one that's on TV. Um, that's on. Uh, I think it's HBO that's running that. Um, not sure. Netflix may have it too, but it's. Um, uh, Would you be my neighbor? And it's right. all about uh, Fred Rogers, and he was a minister, and he the way he saw able to to teach ministry or to to you know preach the word of God was to actually talk to children and to take care of children because the adults didn't seem to be listening. So he found a way via public broadcasting in, in the sixties in the, I mean, in the seventies. Well, he actually started out in black and white. So there's, you know, there's a lot of stuff early on where he was trying to communicate with people on a ministry level but like he's a you know televangelist from way back, even before they had televangelists. But 
right. he didn't want to jam the word of God down people's throats. He thought that that is not the way to to you have to you got to practice what you preach is where is where Fred Rogers was at. You guys like cliche so much. There's one. Practice what you preach, and he he actually went on public broadcasting to communicate with children um, the word of God. And he did it in such a way that he never once mentioned God on the show. Not one right. time did he mention God on the show or any of the, or, or, or anything that's in the Bible or a- anything like that. It, he, the way he did it was to be the person that God wanted him to be and then to treat children a certain way, to love every single kid and every single person that he, he came in contact with. And via PBS, via, via public broadcasting, um, he was able to contact millions of people and millions of children. So as opposed to just, you know, the kids in his actual neighborhood or the kids actual, at his actual parish. So, you know, I just absolutely brilliant. And his philosophy is, you know, be Christ-like. And we've talked about that, and, and I've talked about that. Yeah, he how, was a golden you know, rule, big-picture guy, definitely. Definitely a golden rule, big-picture guy. That's what he was. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it was all about, you know, treating your neighbor uh, you know, the way you want to be treated and loving your neighbor, regardless of what they are, who they are, or what race or what, what, if they have disabilities, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all what they look like. It doesn't, doesn't matter. It's about the individual. So, and that every single individual on this planet is special. And I know that they have a I know that right now, currently in, in the United States, there. I, I, it's sad that Fred's dead, that, that Mr. Rogers is dead, that he would be up there saying things about um, uh, what's happening currently as far as any division. I mean, we can go right into it. He's being uh, t- uh, touted as racist in chief. So we can go right into it from here, but I, I don't want to. I would much rather, instead of giving... Uh, orange supremacist any more airtime than necessary. Um, I would much rather talk about Fred Rogers and, you know, I, I don't even know how I got, you know, started on this. I just started singing the song when you, when you, when you, when you said, Hey Craig, how you doing? So, you know, I, I just, um, I, you know, his way of life and, and is very Christ-like. Very Christ-like. If you're if you're going to look at an individual and the way he actually led led his life, and and the things that he said, and the and his actions, his actions were just amazing. Um, when when that show went off the air, and I don't know, it was like a couple of years after. It, they were really big. They, you know, I remember it being just. I, I I didn't want to watch anything else. I wanted to watch Mr. Rogers when I was a kid. I don't remember, you know, I mean, yeah, there were cartoons and there was stuff that, um, that I was, that I was, uh, wow, man, it's weird um, how people seem to interrupt my thought process. 
and, and I'm in the middle of like saying that, you know, I'm loving everybody. So um, it's just that I'm outside. So um, I'm, you know, kind of dealing with people as I'm, as I'm, as I'm like, you know, on the air with you trying to discuss how I love them when they're irritating me. Or how you're supposed to love them. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Sorry. Didn't mean to have that interruption. But, um, yeah, I, 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 back to Fred Rogers. Um, just a brilliant dude. Um, he absolutely, when the, when the show got off the, when the show went off the air, um, he, according to the, the, the movie that I watched, and by the way, that, that, that movie, like you said, I think it's called, um, won't you be my neighbor is, uh, um, executive produced by, um, Rick Rosenthal, who is, and was the executive producer of life goes on. Um, and it was also a uh, director on the pilot of nasty boys. And these are two TV series that I personally worked on. And so I know these people. Um, uh, and uh, and I, I still love Rick. I haven't talked to him in a number of years. But uh, he's, I, he's been in the business his, his whole life. He's been a director and he's been a producer his whole life. And he's done some amazing work including uh, co-executive producing um, Won't You Be My Neighbor. So, um, uh, but Fred Rogers, um, I, you know, everything about him, when it, when it went off the air, he got very uh, um, upset. He, like, he got very depressed because he wasn't, you know, really doing anything. He started a show with, he started producing another show that was more for adults and it went along the lines of Mr. Rogers neighborhood, except there were no puppets and the, you know, there wasn't any of that. But as far as the message was concerned, it was kind of the same. It was more of like a, a Stuart Smalley thing on Saturday night live is what, it, is what it really kind of turned out to be that other, the other show that he tried to do in between and then Nixon, I believe, I don't know who exactly it was. It was a senator. Senator, wow, I had it written down. Um, the a congressman at the Senate uh, Subcommittee of Communications. Oh, uh, Senator Pastor or Congress. I think it was Senator Pastor. But anyway, uh, I've got congressman written here for some reason. Um, uh, they cut funding. A lot like what just happened with 45, um, they cut funding from PBS. Now, at this mm -hmm. point in the game, in 2019, the majority of PBS's funding, like 95% of it is from outside sources. It's, it's, it's privatized. So, you know, the, the funding that the federal government actually cut from PBS, from Sesame Street, uh, was uh, uh, barely anything. The federal funding. This yeah, they've been cutting funding to the arts for a long time now. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was barely anything. Uh, you know, the the arts mainly now any public arts programs or uh, that you see on TV are are, are usually funded. Uh, it, it's uh, it's almost ninety five to ninety eight percent 
that the funding comes from an outside, it comes from a private source, it comes from some rich people that you know, and and they come in and they they become uh, contributors, and and you know they get put on lists and they get free DVDs and CDs and stuff, you know, that whatever they get T-shirts and they get all this this promotion these promotional items. I don't even know if any of that exists anymore, but uh, as far as DVDs and CDs, well, yeah, I guess it does. I've seen some stuff on PBS where they'll still send you a DVD. Um, but, you know, it, it really it's kind of hard to shift the download just because of the age of the people that are actually watching PBS. But you've got a lot of really, really young viewers on PBS and a lot of really, really old viewers on PBS. It's really hard to find the in-between. And um, PBS... Uh, at that time, when, when Fred Rogers was on the air, uh, when he was with the other show, not the not the Mr. Rogers Neighborhood, it was at, right after Mr. Rogers Neighborhood went off the air, um, 1960-something or 70-something, uh, the PBS... It was on the air until... It was it was on the air from, let me see, from 2 to 2, I just had it. 72 to like 70... Eight or something like that, and then it got taken off the air for a couple of years. It debuted and during on 62, that time, 1962, and then it, it went off air. Yeah, it was 62, and then uh, it was. Um, I just don't remember seeing any black and white of that. No, 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 because it got sh- no, no, it got cut down. I mean, it got shut down. He shut it down. Uh, it got shut down somewhere in between, and then it got revamped. He he redid it. And that's why, this is what I was about to say, um, uh, that he actually went in front of Congress. And this was 80-something. This is, uh, I'm not sure, 70-something. I'd have to get that date right. But Fred Rogers went in front of Congress and said to Senator Pastor, he actually said the lyrics to a song that he had written on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And it wasn't the song that I just sang. It was another song about how how Mr. Rogers loves every single person and loves, you know, everything about every single person as an individual. And because they were going to cut, the federal government was going to cut $20 million from PBS at that time. And, and all these shows were like, you can't, $20 million, that's our budget. You know, I mean, that's, that's everybody's budget because, Nobody, they didn't have a lot of privatized funding then. It has since gotten, you know, to the 95% that's privatized. So, you know, $20 million is a lot of money to PBS. And Fred Rogers sang or said the lyrics to the song, didn't sing them to the senator and to Congress. And the senator was like, uh, that was wonderful. That was absolutely wonderful. It looked like the senator was crying. And from what I recall, it was a Republican senator, or at least the attitudes of what Republicans are now. Um, It could have been a Democrat at the time because it's it's gone back and forth so much, um, the attitudes of either party. So the the he he was like, wow, that was that was wonderful. And you just earned your 20 million dollars. So he gave him the $20 million that he needed, you know, for, or he gave PBS the $20 million. And then Fred Rogers went back on the air with Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood right during that time. And that other show that he was doing for adults was, was gone. And he started doing stuff on that show then. He started bringing in all sorts of stuff like 
like inclusivity, like bringing in all of the people that were either uh, of color or of an ethnic background or uh, even LGBTQ. He, he turned and he was like, no, I, I love you. I love the person that you are. And you're, this part of this show is all about you. So it, and it was just brilliant, just absolutely brilliant. And I wish we could actually get back to that, you know, and, and, and I'm finding it hard. Even, even within the conversation, I had somebody annoy me. And I'm like, you know, I got to gotta really think about that because that's my response to that individual. And, and I'm supposed to, if I'm supposed to be Christ-like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm supposed to love my neighbor regardless of if he's violating the flag code and wearing flag T-shirts and flag caps and flag shorts and flag flip-flops. I just, I'm supposed to love that dude. So, you know, that's, that was on me just now, even in this conversation. That shit's on me. So I, you know, really need to pay attention to that. And I think that's what Fred Rogers really was doing here. You know, we, we each individually have our, have our, have our specialty, have our niche and everybody does everybody. And we all as a collective have to look at everybody individually on an individual basis and accept them. You know, I doubt that, you know, if there is a God, I doubt that, that they, that that God actually judges. I don't, I, I don't, how can it? Dude, it's got, it supposedly loves everybody, right? Created in their image, created in its image, loves everybody. Christ, that's what Christ was preaching. And he's, 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 he is God. So he was just the human form of God, right? So I, I, I just, well, yeah, yeah, he's just a human representation of God, and supposedly currently sits at the right hand of God, or is an equal to, sits next to God, along with the Holy Ghost, which is you know blowing through here right now. I, I, I don't know what I'm preaching, but it's obviously positivity. And love. So, I, I I just found it I find it just very interesting the way I the way I've been approaching my life and the things that I've witnessed and, and the things I witness on a daily basis and the things that annoy me about the human race because we seem to be really screwing shit up. But I, but you know, and disrespecting each other and disrespecting our, the place we live and disrespecting the. The, the the individuals that are running from people that are bullying the hell out of them so so much so that they that they can't live there anymore and and, and you know I, I'm just looking at all of it and I'm like this is we're supposed to be treating each other different we're we're supposed to be you know loving each other and and accepting each other's faults i mean even dude and i have a hard time with this because you know i developed a project called daylight sucks where it's vampires that kill douchebags 
So if you're a douchebag, there's a vampire that's going to kill you. That's all. It's about DNA off the planet. So it's very, no pun intended, cutthroat. It's not, it's, 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 it's very like to the point. And, and where, you know, I, I got to check that it, it, within that story, there has to be rehabilitation. There has to be that, you know, some of these people, even though they're douchebags, you've got to love them anyway. There has to be that. Because nobody is all douchebag. Not even 45 is all douchebag. He's got some good traits. True. True. Oh, I don't know exactly what they are, but he's got some good traits somewhere. Somebody loves him for something. So, you know, I mean, you know, you got to kind of, you know, it, 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 even him, you got to kind of love him. And that's what Christ would do. <laughs> so even, even though it's really difficult. There you go. All right, let's so move that's on. I'm at today, dude. That's a good place to be, especially in light of everything going on right now. We've had a very tumultuous weekend uh, caused by our president. Uh, a lot we of racism. Have racism at all time high again. Um, it's this always weekend. There. It's always there, but it's been it was stoked quite high. The flames were stoked quite high this weekend. Um, beginning with Friday's tweet that uh, four U.S. congresswomen should go back to their own countries. Um, Aren't they all from here? Or weren't they all born here? Three out of the four were. One was Three out of the four were born in the United States. Okay. Correct. One legally immigrated So they are American citizens. And and then the other one legally immigrated. So so took the did the process that she was supposed to do. Correct. A legal citizen of the United States. Exactly. Congresswoman, no less. Congresswoman elected by their constituents in their state. Yes. Yes. A representative of their people. Correct. And he is telling them to go back to their own country, (laughs) and. it's amusing. Oh. Like two of them were in states he needs, Pennsylvania and Michigan. That's where oh, they were yeah. born. Well, say goodbye to those. Um, the third was born in Ohio, here where I live. Uh oh. Um, That's usually so, a purple state. I see it growing more blue by the minute. Yeah, it's been growing more blue, but or red. But hopefully, it'll tilt back a little more purple. No, now right now we'll I see, see it happens. growing blue. I see it growing more blue by the minute. Currently, like right this second. Oh, I would hope so. Dude, you got no. a lot of you got a lot of ethnicity there. Don't you have a lot of ethnicity there? Yeah, quite a bit. Quite a bit in yeah. my area. But well, those are the people the that state. you those are the people that you need to rely on right now. And those are the people that right. will be stepping up to vote. You got to hope because a lot of them don't well, and we need to get everyone this. out there to vote. So, no, yeah. Just because so of this would happen. But um yeah, I mean, I just can't believe we have a sitting U.S. president telling four U.S. congresswomen, who all happen to be of color of some kind, um, yep. that they should go back to their home country. And then doubling down on it today, he says that they are all they are all communists and they hate America. 
And Lindsey Graham wow. agrees with him on Fox News. Lindsey Graham calls them all communists on Fox News. And he is a fellow congressperson. I don't understand what's happening with the Republican Party. It's not anything I even recognize anymore. It's, it's absolutely. Uh, they need to Wait, it. Dude, come on, come on, come on. Just go back in history, McCarthyism. Just go back in history. It's the same shit. Uh, what's his face? McCarthy was um, uh, uh, what's his face is uh, uh, 45's mentor. Yeah, but everything so can pendulum change. I mean, it's just penduling so far. I'm waiting for they were it to calling, come back. I mean, they were calling people communists then. It's the same shit. The it's Democrats the at one time were part of the Jim Crow and part of um, yep. part of a lot yeah, of no, it shifts anti. Back and forth. So I mean, it it goes back and forth that we can't yeah it go back pure apart on one part or the other. But it's just gone so far that it's un, it's uh, getting back to, to unrecognizable territory again, or untenable, maybe I should say is a better word, um, levels right now. I just can't believe that we are having a president and a U.S. senator call fellow Congress people um, <laughs> communists and to go back to their own country. Yeah, that's, that's it's, pretty it's, sad. It's pretty. It's pretty. Right I hate to use this because it sounds racist, but pot calling the kettle black. So uh, it's pretty. Um, uh, wow. Wait, you're being accused of having the Russians cheat for you. So then you turn and start calling people communists. Huh. Right, exactly. When he's been photographed Accused saluting Russian dictators. <laughs> right. Thank you. Yeah, eh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that's about right. That's a, it's another dictator move. I think it's interesting that they call them dictators. Like this guy's, you know, really looks like a tater dot. He's kind of orange, so you know, you could get dictator in there. But I think it's interesting that the word "dick" is at the front of that. I just, it, it just, and for some reason, it just hit me, like you know, like literally within the last 24 hours. I'm like, why is the word "dick" in the front of "dictator"? What? Why is this? It, it totally is like, what? Seriously, you're leading with your penis? What's going on here? I don't, I, I, I really don't know why. I mean, what's the, what's the Latin background to it? What's the Greek background to it? I, I don't have a clue. But I think it's really, really interesting. That all these guys that act like dicks probably have the tiniest, tiniest wieners ever. And I am more than happy with the size of mine. So if you guys want to do, you know, a table display, I am totally there for you. Oh, that's I will ridiculous. put my balls out on the table any friggin' time, 45. So, um, yeah, but no, it, why is dick on the front of dictators? I don't know. Let's move on from that one because that's just <laughs> stupid analogy. Um, is it? Yeah. Let's. Uh, we're, I can't believe it we was interesting. You just went like from Mister Rogers, just like Acosta's name. I don't understand well, how you can go from Mister Rogers wanting to slap your dick and balls on the table against the president. That's just <laughs> a little bit too jarring contest, for me and the audiences right now. So we're going to move on from that. Okay. Um, yeah, we did have the four congresswomen in question do a news conference about an hour ago. Um, 
And speaking of which, uh, all four of them spoke. And the one that was not born here um, decided to take Trump to task for all of his many things, using his own words against them, which I thought was very interesting. Um, but uh, they're, they're kind of saying, we're here just to do what America's business does, and we'll let them speak as they say. So I think it's interesting. We came into it Friday with the story of the day being the Democrats eating their own Nancy Pelosi versus these four girls. And now three days later on Monday, Trump says something stupid. We're all united around these four girls and against the president. Um, I, <laughs> I think uh, he, he knows how to stomp on a news cycle more than anyone I've ever seen. And it's pretty amusing to me that he can take something that was a gift for God for him and turn it around on himself and make himself look like the bad guy. It's pretty crazy. All right. Where's your, oh, we lost Craig. Craig's phone dropped there. He might have been too far out when he was outside there. Uh, so, yeah. So, anyway, interesting weekend. A lot of racist stuff going on over the weekend. The president not backing down, tripling down on everything he was saying. And uh, going at it even more today, going above and beyond, calling them communists. And not being satisfied with just... Uh, Calling them being racist, but now going to com- calling them communists. So, very, very interesting, interesting stuff. Sorry, dude. What else should we kind of lost me there? That's all right. You're back. Yep, we're back. My, I got a new phone because my other new phone, because uh, my one phone just completely blew up on me, like almost caught on fire and, and like the battery warped and shit. It probably it almost blew up on me. So, I'm lucky on that. But then I, I got another phone that was my, it was an extra phone. And because it's all daylight suck stuff and, and it's all company based and, and it was an extra daylight sucks phone and was using that and dropped that. So without an outer box, because you have to get some type of protector around your phone. Uh, anybody right. going getting a new phone, please just just, just it's not you know it's not worth the freaking hassle. Um, just get an outer box. Um, I, I love those things. You can throw this thing. I could throw my phone right now and it's not going to break. Um, the outer box is really cool. So I got a new phone and it does weird things like hang up on people like indiscriminately. So I, you know, it's, it's a very strange uh, um, smartphone that I'm using right now. I'm, I'm not used to it yet. How's it sound? It sounds good though. You sound good on it. So it's, it's all working out. Yeah. Microphone's good. Yeah. What type of phone is it? Uh, wow. I, I don't yeah. even freaking know. I don't even freaking know. Yeah. I, I, I seriously, I don't have a clue. So I, oh, I, I'll, I, 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 yeah, I got it from T-Mobile. So at least I can tell you that. Um, there but, uh, yeah, I have, I have no idea. It's a, it's a big box smartphone thing. So I have no idea what kind of it <laughs> I wasn't really paying attention. I was more like, okay, get me out of here cheap please. <laughs> so. All right, well, let's piggyback off of our racist weekend, other things that are happening. Of course, starting Sunday was supposed to be the big immigration raids that we talked about on Friday's right. show, which looks like it didn't happen as large scale as they were presenting it to be, which no one really knew if it was going to be or not. 
Um, right. Of course, he had to say it was much bigger than anyone saw, and if we if we really would have saw it, we would have been surprised. But uh, but it, it, I mean, this well, from what I understand, happens, they none... do this every day. It, there's nothing new. This is something right. that the department no, does like every day. Every single day. Yeah. Right. But this was supposed um, to be a huge but... sweep that never came to pass. It looks like. Well, from what I understand, none of the local police departments, wherever they were doing raids, none of the police departments would help them. So correct, they a lot of mayors had an extremely even difficult access time. to database. Yeah, yeah, they wouldn't give them computers. They wouldn't give them people's names. They wouldn't give them people's addresses. They wouldn't do anything. They wouldn't join them on the raid. They wouldn't uh, supply a helicopter. Nothing. So right. it was all up to ice, and and really, uh, you know, some, it's got to be hard to catch some people do. So you know, they're bouncing all over the place, knowing that they're being chased. So you know, it, without without the local police department's help, you're going to be screwed. You're not going to be able to accomplish right. your job very well. And I did learn two interesting things that I didn't really know before because I was following this along this weekend just because you had to because there was so much racist stuff going on and this was just part of it. Um, there's, they're giving out what they call red cards, and there's there are different forms of them, but see, we're talking about red cards this weekend where they're going to in a lot of these neighborhoods and giving out these little red cards to all of these migrants to basically give, tell them what they can say is, I guess ICE cannot arrest you in your home without your permission. They can't enter. So they're giving out these red cards of things to say. It's like, I refuse to let you in my home. I refuse to let you search anything. I refuse to. You have right. ICE does not have the authority to come into your home and search or detain right. or do anything else to you, which I did not know. Um, and there's these little red cards they're handing out and different things that gives everyone their rights, which I think is really cool. So look into that. You can probably look them up online called Little Red Immigration Cards and look for them to give to any neighbors or friends that you think might be in trouble. But the other part I didn't realize um, is keeping in the little tricky-dicky nature of our police department, how they can get around things like this, um, what they have been known to ICE agents and other people have said, hey, I just accidentally sideswiped your car. Um, if you want to come out, we'll take a picture of the damage and talk to insurance. Once you go off your property, they can't arrest you. Then they can detain you. Yeah. Exactly, which I did yeah. not know. Yeah. So yeah. and uh, so that's tricky. So beware of that tricky, Nikki little thing. Um, but yeah, didn't go. Uh, didn't go. I as wish we could say it in in all these different languages. I wish we could say it in all these different languages so that anybody listening out there could actually understand what the hell we're saying. So exactly. I know the majority of them, you know, do understand English. They have a hard time speaking it, uh, just as I understand the majority of Spanish and just have an extremely hard time speaking it because I'm a gringo. Um, side note, I was I'm wearing a Zildjian uh, uh, symbols T-shirt today. And it's got all sorts of Arabic writing, and I really have it on the back of it, and I really haven't paid attention to, over the weekend, all the racist stuff. Like, I, I literally, an hour before the show, like, chimed on the news and, and was checking shit out because my, my phone's been broken. I haven't had any – like, I don't even have Facebook on this new phone. So I, I, I've been just completely out of the loop and over the weekend because and, this shit went down, like, Friday night. 
So, right. um, uh, you know, it was just, just a big pain in the ass or Saturday night. Um, but um, uh, I'm wearing a Zildjian T-shirt. And it's got Zildjian symbols for because I'm a percussionist. I'm I'm a drummer, and I've been a drummer since I was a kid. I'm not I'm not really great at it. I'm not really good at it even. Um, I, but I I I can actually read music, and I I actually have studied, and you know I've taken have trained, and you know there's certain things that I can do better than others. But I'm I'm you know I've never been in a band or any of that shit, and <laughs> but I I like. Zildjian symbols over, say, pasty symbols. Pasties are 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 like too tinny for me. I like a, 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 a deeper tone to my symbols, and Zildjians are always made with a, a, a thicker brass and and or material, and it could be bronze too. Uh, if you're talking about gongs and stuff like that. But anyway, um, the the Zildjian T-shirt that I'm wearing has a whole bunch of Arabic writing on it. And I went to the because they're made in like India, right? So I I don't even it's on the back of my shirt. I could just read it, but I can't look. It's on the back of my shirt. So um, I, I, I I'm walking around today earlier, and like there's a whole bunch of white people staring at me weird. Nobody's saying shit, but they're all staring at me weird. And then there's like a whole bunch of people of color that are like giving me looks of solidarity and i'm like dude i'm not i'm 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 a drummer i don't give a shit about what you're doing to each other as far as racism is concerned and i didn't realize that there was this big deal happening today and uh and and i'm like you know it's just because i like the symbols it has nothing to do with anything else and i'm like It's very odd for me to be feeling the way that I'm feeling with the whole Fred Rogers things because that's what I'm – as an artist, I'm like – I'd rather be in that mode than in some other just crappy-ass negative mode on on what color you are, which is just the dumbest thing to me. I'm Irish, French, Dutch, English, and and part Cherokee Indian. What what color am I? So, you know, it's like nobody – Nobody can actually, you know, be like, you know, this is it. So we're all different things. And how can you not be appreciative of the individual, uh, of the specialtyness of just the fact that they're walking around? Right. Or or, or existing. Because that's what we should all be looking at. We're all having a hard enough time surviving here. We don't need to be at each other. And if we are at each other, well... We might might want to go after the corrupt, the corrupt douchebags. Let's go after the corruption, because that's where all of this stems. That's where all of it starts. All of it is the corrupt people trying to get the people beneath them to be at each other, blaming each other. So get rid of the corruption. Just arrest these people. I would gladly pay to see people in jail, you know, and have people in jail that actually deserve it. Not some nonviolent drug-related crime. That's just a victim, period. Drugs are always a symptom of some, some problem. They're not the problem. It's some other problem that's going on inside this person. And it's a, it's a, it's, you're, you're trying to relieve that by doing whatever it is that you're doing 
from snorting glue to smoking a joint to freaking drinking to whatever it is, pill popping, whatever it is you do. Yep, yeah, that's very true. These people, and, I, and I'm having a hard time, dude. I, I shift back and forth, even within myself, you know, and I'm, I'm sarcastic as hell. I've got this underlying thing of, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I agree with George Carlin on a lot of shit. <laughs> I'm like, you know, it's like, wow, there's a bunch of dumb people. But at the same time, I, I got to be Christ-like. Everybody's in so much pain. Everyone. This is true. All right, let's go back to the news. Um, Along with our immigration thing, uh, they are putting a new executive order out they're talking about today to help end asylum. It just says help. I use the word help very loosely here. Uh, To help end asylum protections for most of Central American immigrants. So the next thing yeah, we to don't do want to is to help cut immigrants from this. Right. So they are going to make it a new rule that you cannot pass another country to seek asylum to the U.S. So you can't. Bill Maher, you, you have to Bill Maher does a does a ten. He's got a top ten list of. Uh, I don't. Know, it's probably expanded now, uh, but he's got a top ten list of what dictators do, and immigration is one of those. Right. So the new rule is that uh, if you you have to try to seek asylum at the country you go through first. So if you're from a Central American or South American country, you have to look for asylum in the first country Country you get to before the U.S. before you come to the U.S. If you go through Mexico, you have to first request asylum in Mexico first. So that is a new right. rule going down the pike right now. That's not usually the first country they come through, by the way. Uh, we do have Central America, you know, for them to get through if they're coming from South America. And, and people need to look up your uh, geography. Just just look at a map. Seriously, look at a globe. Look at a map. There's other countries. So, um, you know, it's like if you're coming from South America, then you got to seek asylum in a country like, what, Honduras? Oh, that's awesome. Honduras well, is so no, you, messed up. You can't make a rule for other countries. The rule right. is for what our country. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying you can't make them stop in Honduras to Guatemala. You just can tell them they have to stop in one what of they're the requesting five countries on their way to the U.S. It doesn't. That's what it, they're requesting it, they do. No, they're not. They're requesting they do at another country if they're on their way to the U.S. So it doesn't matter to the U.S. government right. whether it's Guatemala, Honduras, Mexico, or whatever, but if you're, it has to be one of those countries. We're not going to tell them that you can only go one country up and to the left. That doesn't How matter. How can we dictate that? How can we dictate what, what country they're going to go to? How can we dictate that to other countries? Right, you, we're not. We, we're, we're just saying they can't go to ours. To make sure that they seek asylum they go to first. One first. Right, and we're not. That, that's, wow. that's open. They can go to any other country. They just can't go to ours. If they're going to another country first, the only people How that are allowed, are we allowed to, to dictate that even to Mexico. We, it's, it's not dictating it. To, we don't control to countries. Mexico. It's, it's not dictating it to other countries. It's dictating it to asylum seekers that if you come here and you're not from Mexico, we will not accept you. It has nothing to do with Mexico. 
Mexico doesn't have to make you stay there. We're just saying we're not going to take you if you didn't apply for it there. It has nothing to do with the other country. So uh, another thing that they have to do is have to apply for asylum in another country first. Correct. That's the new rule they're they're implementing. That way it, it stops people from coming in. If you go yeah, through another country. Stop anybody from coming in. Right. Well, uh, legally, as far as that, it can yeah. if you make a new law, unfortunately. Yeah, it makes it harder legally. Yeah. Makes it harder right. legally. Makes it easier for people with money because they just buy it out. Right. They just buy uh, it anyway. Right. There's a bunch of people yep, from other right. countries with money that they expedite the the immigration process by saying, yes, I will bring a million dollars. I will bring two million dollars, whatever it is. And I will also start a business and then I will employ 10 people. That's part of the immigration uh, uh, policy that are already in place. And there's a bunch of rich people that do that shit in order to become citizens quickly. Right. It's just the poor people that are getting screwed on this one. Once again. Oh, yeah. Well, poor people are the ones that want to leave. Rich people don't want to leave their countries of origin. They travel. <laughs> There's no reason for them to leave. So, yeah. yeah. Unless they're running away from something. Um, and then finally, last thing I'll talk I have on my list as far as immigration or, or uh, different uh, – places outside of the continental U.S. Um, Once again, two white guys talking about ethnic issues. Yes, uh, Puerto Rico, but this is actually a a U.S. territory, so it counts as far as us. Puerto Rico's governor, Ricardo Rossello, is being called Mm -hmm. on to resign. Um, They have unearthed exchanges between the governor and his inner, inner circle revealing a very vengeful approach in running his government. It includes attacking journalists by discrediting stories and threatening to turn over political opponents to police. They have derogatory forms against women, notably the former New York City Council Speaker, Melissa Mark Viverito, and the uh, San Juan mayor, and homophobic comments targeting people like singer Ricky Martin. So I guess there's whole treasure trove of exchanges between the governor and his inner circle. He just turns to be a real prick, I guess. And so now they're all asking him to resign. Is he the same governor during Maria? Yes, he is. Okay. Well, uh, I I, I do remember 45 saying something about the governor down there. So we got to give him something on that, even though he only threw paper towels to people. Um, and right. provided very little assistance. And what assistance he did provide for the people uh, or the United States provided uh, barely got to them. Uh, I know a lot of people from Puerto Rico, and a lot of people. And, they, and I know people that have businesses there. And um, they didn't receive any help after Maria. Like very, 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 very little. They were able to recover. Um, but it's not, it's not anything close to the way it was. So is this the same governor? And if so, then we kind of knew there was a problem with him before. And actually 45 had said something. I don't know exactly what it was. 
about the governor of Puerto Rico, but because he was attacking the mayor at the time, the, the female mayor as well. So, and she was full on attacking him too for not providing enough assistance because All they're right. U.S. citizens. Well, it turns out he's very, yeah, that, very uh, not a nice guy. It seems like. So. Yeah. Well, okay, oust him. But I guess a lot of the other cabinet that's been caught in these memos have already resigned. He's refusing to at this point. So we'll see what happens. So everybody else is bailed. I love it. Right. So that's all I have in quasi-foreign and international and national affairs. Uh, What else? Dude, I have some shit that happened like two weeks ago. Uh, it was still from my notes. As long as it's relevant. Uh, there was a, as long as it's still relevant. And no, it's, it, I think it's relevant. Um, a sleeping passenger was left behind on an Air Canada at Toronto's Pearson Airport. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh at them. Um, but I think it's really funny that they actually left a person on a plane. It was dark. It was nighttime when this person woke up. And they, they had to wander off the plane. They had to get themselves off the plane and down the and I don't know if they had to go down onto the tarmac. I don't know what how they actually got off the plane um, because normally they pull the door away, so they pull that whole the whole passageway away. So I don't I don't know, um, but they had to open the door of the plane itself and get down and get out of there. So I think I, I just think it's really interesting and really funny. Um, and I don't know what the result of that was. If it, I know it was a woman, so I don't know if she's what she's doing about it. Uh, um, but that was news from like two weeks ago. Are you there? I'm. I'm listening. Yep. Uh, I think it's uh, okay. funny. It's interesting. But let's let unless it's pertinent, let's stick to current events. <laughs> if it's still Why current, it I'm talking about current events. People being uh, left on airports. Being, yeah, being I guess there's airplanes. not. I guess there's not a timestamp on that. Uh, <laughs> How about the amount of of garbage that's at the top of Mount Everest because all these tourists keep attempting to climb this thing, and it's all human waste and garbage and tents. It threatens the drinking water for oh I don't know two billion people. Is that pertinent? Yeah. What 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 are they doing now? Talk to me about that. All of the garbage that was left on the top of Mount Everest because all of these dumbasses decided that they wanted to climb to the top of it because they could, because of climate change, there's no snow. So there's garbage, human waste, people just, you know, pissing off the side of Mount Everest. That's all good. It affects the drinking water of 2 billion people. That's all good? Or is that not pertinent? That's an interesting story. I like that one. Mm. There's a whole bunch of shit up there that nobody bothered to clean up. That's pretty horrible. Why is nobody cleaning this up? Is it? Do they not have? Because I don't know how Mount Everest works. I'm not a hiker. Is there is it not? Is it a park? Is it a humans in general? Is it like I guess a national monument? Is there nobody in general that does these things? Or I know that people are sloppy and stupid, but. uh, is it is it just a place anybody can go to? It's not run by anybody? Just a mountain? I would assume that there's got to be something that regulates uh, that. 
But, hmm. uh, you know, how is it their responsibility? It's just like uh, when Yosemite, you know, got opened up and then it got closed because we trashed the hell out of it. Right. So having a hard time as a human, you know, going back and forth between Fred Rogers and then having to deal with people just leaving their garbage in there and, you know, going to the bathroom, just leaving it, just leaving it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. People are silly. Mm, a little bit. What else Where do we got? We have about. I don't know. I'm trying minutes. to find out if it's fucking relevant. Oh, I just swore. I'm trying to find out if it's relevant, dude. I got a lot of shit if on my just, list. If it's generic, it's relevant. Um, <laughs> Everybody else still stuff. talking about the racism? You know what's going on? Well, I'll go. I can go into some other stuff that's outside of the, of that kind of thing. Uh, Do we have yesterday any pop was, culture? Yeah, I got quite a bit actually. Uh, um, yesterday was Bastille Day in France, which is where Trump got the right. idea for his military parade. As opposed to France, it's actually celebrating a war victory when Fourth of July is not. But that's another story. Right. But anyway, so they're doing their annual Bastille Day in France, and they had a a soldier on a hoverboard flying above it, like fifty feet up in the air. I want to know how you get. It's like one of those Green Goblin. It looks like something from the Green Goblin Marvelverse. Nice. And it looks like it's real. I can't tell if it's it's. It, the story is like it's real, so I don't think it's fake. But I've never seen a no, hoverboard they, that can go that yeah, high. Yeah, no, I think they really have but those. It was impressive. There's was video developed. of it on NBC News. So it's like I yeah, was I think it was developed by by the military, but I also think it was developed for something like Spider uh, like Spider Man. Uh, the movie industry, you know, we we develop a lot of stuff, man. We come up with a lot of it ideas that actually happen. It was crazy. Look, I, I encourage you all to go look up the video. It's right, it's hoverboard cool. above Bastille Day Parade, and it's very cool to see this guy flying above the parade. It's a really cool video. So there's that. Today starts, for all of you shoppers out there, today is Amazon Prime Day, where they do their Black Fridays in July. Um, so if you're a big bargain hunter, you can go to Amazon Prime. They have bargains all over the place. I'm not a big shopper, but uh, if you're into that, go for it. Um, they did say today, though, that it is, of course, as you could imagine, the employee's worst nightmare every year when this comes around. And they have a private Facebook hey, you only group. Have, almost, you only have five and a half months till Christmas. So exactly. you only have five and a half months. You might want to buy your house. I'm a size there. 2X, so don't forget, 2X, and I and I like pretty colors. Uh, anyway, um and I'm not. Amazon. I'm really skinny, and I, I'm like, you know, I don't even know what I wear. What do I wear? Small. <laughs> now, I usually like to wear stuff big. So, yeah, I'm, I'm like a large. I'll be fine with that because it'll shrink to me. Then in sad pop culture news, I don't know if you knew him or knew of him, but they found the remains of actor Charles Levin near Grants Pass, Oregon, the other day. Charles was a character actor, used to be on L.A. Law, he was on Seinfeld a lot, 70 years old. He was in the uh, process of moving, um, and he disappeared. So his son last week 
called authorities. They've been looking for him for a week, and they found his car. And that car. name sounds familiar. And as a, you would notice him if you saw him because he's, he's a character actor. And you yeah, I'm just wondering if I ever acted with him. I don't know. But if you check yeah, out his IMDb, I have to look back at his resume. Yeah. But Charles yeah. Levin. Because his name and, sounds uh, so familiar he, to me. And I guess he got lost somewhere, but they found he had his dog with him, and both the dog and him were both passed away, uh, which I was surprised mm. the dog was after only a week. But um, I don't wow. know. So that was a little interesting. Uh, interesting that his dog died with him. I think that's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, Kelly Clarkson, uh, have you heard about this feud between Taylor Swift and, and Scooter Braun? No. Um, Taylor Swift is supposedly... I'm sure, I'm sure Braun I have. Is a big, I just don't care, but go ahead. Scooter Braun is a big-time manager. He manages a lot of pop culture people. Justin Bieber, right. uh, he did. Uh, Taylor Swift for a long time. He has a lot of different right. high-profile celebrities that he manages. Well, I right. guess Taylor Swift kind of called him out this week. They had some kind of a blow-up or kind of a feud. And uh, he ended up this week, he, got called out, he bought the record company that owns all the rights to all of Taylor Swift's songs. So she was all upset about that. And he now controls her entire portfolio of music. But the interesting part of it is Kelly Clarkson, who I absolutely love, tweeted out a little workaround for her this weekend he said, this is the deal. All you have to do is re-record your own music and put a different cover on it, and it's a new copyright, and you own it all. Yep. <laughs> Which I yep. thought was fantastic. I thought that was yeah, amazing. Yeah, re-recorded in a different advice. way. Yep. You don't even have Just to record, change the lyrics. You just have to way. change the artwork. You don't have to whatever. change the lyrics. You have to change. No, you have to change, like, uh, like uh, the arrangement. Yeah, I, right, I learned exactly. this from from Twenty Seven and All Washed Up because I'm using people's uh, copyrighted material a lot of times. And all you have to do is have it in a different format of some kind. Like if it was color, make sure you know switch it to black and white. Uh, if it, right. it and and then you can put a border around it. Is simple things like that changes the image, and it's no longer their copyrighted material. Done. Right. So, you know, so once you I change that the was image, a clever then workaround. it's yours. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. And then yeah. we got two no, minutes. Last really, pop really... culture thing. I was, I've always no, been a Lindsay Lohan fan. Rip Torn died too, dude. Rip to- oh, Rip Torn I know. Died too, I forgot about Rip Torn. Yeah. I forgot about Rip Torn. And then someone else died. I thought we mentioned it. Yeah. We were talking about Cameron um, uh, Boyce, but then, um, and Rip Torn, and then someone, someone else died too, and I don't know who it is. I'll bring them up later when I figure it out. I do not know. But my last thing I want to go on, and then we'll close up the show here. Lindsay Lohan, I've always been a fan of, even though she got a little wild and crazy for a while. I always thought she was a good actress. Mm-hmm. She actually sang pretty good, too. She is coming back. She has a new record coming back out. But she is going to be, and I think I told you about it, She's going to, she just signed on to be a judge on the Australian edition of The Masked Singer which is coming back this fall. And I love that show. Did you, I told you about that mass singer show, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan, but sure. Go ahead. I've seen it. Well, I, just, I thought it was a fun yeah. show. I enjoyed it. You didn't right. know who they were singing and she's going to be a judge on the Australia edition. Cause of course, if one country does it, every country has to do it to death. Like they have 
American Idol and America's Got Talent and everything else. No, that was now, Simon. That was Simon doing all that. Right. Simon Cowell and, and the other it. Simon as well. But that's it. has been an hour. Four. It is uh, time to sign off. I can't believe we've been in a whole hour. Lots of wow. stuff from Mr. Rogers to Lindsay Lohan. We just ran the gamut today. Cool. Right on. All right, guys. Well, we will be back um, tomorrow, same time, 3 o'clock Pacific, 6 o'clock Eastern. Tune in. Give us a call, 347-989-0126. Let's do a little bit of uh, Brandon Stansel with Dear John. Bye-bye. Peace. Just like you did Let go of this life we lived It's too late now to just forgive I'll move on just like you did Gonna throw away what makes me hurt the walls and move the furniture Till there's no proof of where you were Gonna throw away what makes me hurt Maybe miss you drown, gonna wash it out Unlove all your love Unlearn your answer, what you left me with